0: Hello and welcome to Room Escape Divas. This week we are talking with Nick Moran of Time Run.
1: Woo! Am I also supposed to woo at this point? I'm not really used to the format. Woo! <laughs>
0: <laughs> Delayed woos are always welcome. Uh, at least it was, it was a
1: woo as well. And also and also Woo!
2: Welcome, Nick. We're glad to have you on.
1: Well, um, thank you for having me on. Digitally, of course, not physically. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) You
2: didn't fly me over. No, 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 no. This is all done remotely. My name is Errol.
0: And I'm Amanda.
2: And we are a podcast that likes to talk everything escape rooms, and this is fun because we've been trying to have Nick on for a while. Ever since Manpans met him, when you were all in the Netherlands, and
0: I was all in the Netherlands.
1: <laughs> <laughs> and some people say that you became the Netherlands. There was there was no Netherlands left for anyone else. It was quite selfish of yeah. you. I didn't want to criticize you, but. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yes, yeah, so Nick and I met up in yeah in the Netherlands at Up the Game. It was lots of fun. I met tons of people there. But Nick, you were also a guest on the Escape This podcast.
1: I was yes with uh, yeah with uh, Ken Ferguson and other people. Uh, what's it? Uh, who else was there? Who else was on there? I've forgotten now.
0: Oh who? Oh gosh, who replaced? It was Ethan. It was Ethan. Ethan it was ben. Ethan. Yes, yeah. Ethan
1: was the weak brother who died.
0: Right, we left him behind. <laughs> yes, that's
1: true. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, it was r- for r- those. rightly so. I don't know, Ethan, but he's clearly the chaff, not the wheat. <laughs> uh, sorry, Ethan, and I don't know. And for those who, who don't
2: know, oh, no, no, that's okay. <laughs> uh, Escape This Podcast did a, a live podcast, Add Up The Game. And yes. so Amanda and Nick and the, everybody that died were all there. And, <laughs> yeah. and they did this. We
0: didn't and, die, just Ethan.
2: Okay, just Ethan, yeah. poor Ethan. <laughs> and for those that also don't know, um, Manda did state before that Nick Moran is the one... Along with his cohorts, whom, uh, whose names I forgot already. Yes. Even so though- Nick, you
0: are the creative director of a company called Time Run. Uh, and you run it with your cohorts. Was it Josh and Sheena, you said? Josh, Ford, and Sheena Patel?
1: I've never heard of that. No, yes, yes, those people. Uh, yes. <laughs> and your dog. And my dog, who Apparently. in fact is the CEO. Uh, she makes all the decisions <laughs> by... Uh, we hold multiple pieces of paper with different kind of types of flavor sausage on them. And she decides which way in a direction the company goes. We're opening three bagel shops and a popcorn store in the next year. Makes no sense. <laughs> but they're the pieces popcorn. Of
2: pa- yeah, they're the piece of paper she
1: chose, man. It's just that's our project's <laughs> post <laughs> sherlock
2: <laughs> And it's it's really cool because although we haven't discussed it before, uh, anybody out there may know that we did have this top escape rooms project that was run by headed by spearheaded by Rich Bragg. And even though your rooms currently the your time run rooms are closed, they still made it into the top twenty five. So, well, Lance of Longness made it into the top twenty five at number nine. So that's that's quite a feat, yeah. considering it's not even running anymore. Yeah, and I think I think
1: according to the overall list, we were the fifth best company in the world, which I was very impressed with because we did close in <laughs> April. It's a, I think we're the only kind of you know zombie company in that list. It is, yeah, it's it impressive, is, but.
2: Well, it was really cool. I even remember for like a year or even a two years ago everyone the everybody in the escape room industry every time we asked, "Okay, which is the room that we must do and time run was the company that came up a repeatedly, yeah. except yeah. I don't live in England, so <laughs> it was very difficult for us to make it out there so it was very sad because everybody talked about it and it was the place to go right well, so it's, a, it's now, one thing
1: that's very interesting is that when um Amanda was on a panel about narrative in in escape uh, mm. rooms at uh, of the game and was the her and uh, Lisa uh Spira from uh, room escape passes talking about these things I was like oh my god so many of these things that you say you'd like to do in escape rooms are things we really try and do. Oh, it was so frustrating <laughs> that you hadn't come. You just wanted I, to
0: run up there and be like, "Man, I just would be
1: like, do you it. should you should come and see see whether you think it works." <laughs> in a, you know in our setting. Anyway,
2: just sorry, i I keep on oh, interrupting yeah. you.
0: No, no, no. Oh, no, no. Please the interrupt the way.
2: I interrupt <laughs> guests all the time. So it's better when they interrupt me. <laughs> but we, you do have a new project. And I don't think... Is it out yet? I don't think it's out yet. No, no, it's, no. An, it's not... No. Uh, in,
1: uh, in, about, in about 10 days. 14...
2: Oh, it's in 10 14 days. 14 days. That's exciting. Oh. Oh. Yes, it's, and, it's a stressful So time. this is really exciting because it is... One of the few, you are one of the few companies that is taking uh, an IP, an existing IP, and legally making an escape room <laughs> from it. Mm. And a lot of pe- there's a lot of buzz. I spe- I remember on on Twitter. I'm old, and so I'm still on Twitter. And I saw a lot of people tweeting about this when it first came out and was first announced because you are taking BBC's Sherlock. And bringing that into the escape room world, yeah, Is this true. Yeah, I mean, yes. I mean, uh,
1: yeah. No, this is a gr- this is where I reveal it's a grand fiction. We've never even seen the show. Uh, no, it's, it's, <laughs> <laughs> who, what, people talk about this Benedict Cumberbatch guy. Never heard of him. Uh, looks too tall. I can't 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 imagine doing anything with him. No. Uh, yeah. So it's 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 a really exciting project. So originally the uh, BBC came to us and they said you want to do something with Hartswood Films who make the show and we met them, they came to our games, we got them really well, and then it sort of, you know, kind of escalated from there, and it's kind of been this kind of amazing two-year journey, and Hartswood are brilliant people, so Hartswood are sort of uh, Sue Virtu, who's the producer, um, uh, Stephen Moffat, and Mark Gatiss, who plays Minecraft Holmes in the TV series, if you're doing their TV series, and um, yeah, and it's sort of, it's been amazing, and sort of easier than I thought it would be in a way because they're so cool to work with and so much fun and they've got they really trust us which is of course a really nice place to be and that's an amazing thing yes it is and I think what's sort of exciting and both worrying for us in a kind of like anxious but excited way is that the fans of the show and the fans are very very excited because this is the first new Sherlock content since the end of the last season and the fans are wanting something new. And, you know, a new season doesn't look like it's on the horizon soon. I don't know anything about that. But it doesn't look like there's anyone kind of coming up. And this is kind of their next Sherlock fix. But then again, on the flip side, escape room people are like, "Oh, look at this interesting development for the industry. I wonder if they'll pull it off. So it's kind of <laughs> flip side. So for people who don't know about anything about us, they're excited because of the brand. And people who know a bit about Tymon and what we've done, they're excited, I guess, more because... Of kind of our side of it so it's a kind of really interesting thing I and mean, we've got to try and create something that satisfies both the kind of mainstream who just like the show and escape room people who uh, might like the show but they're mainly interested in the execution of it rather than the idea itself
2: true and i would say for us i mean manda and i are both fans of sherlock the yes. bbc show and we also are huge fans of escape rooms and when it ever comes to existing IP being translated into escape rooms, they don't really have a great track record. So this is not to say that yours I, is going to be horrible. I don't think
0: it's even just escape rooms, like video games as well. It's always like every time you have existing IPs, it's notorious that the video game versions of them don't always uh, come up, like, are up to scratch.
2: Well, at least in the opposite direction when you try to make a movie from a video game.
0: Well, <laughs> especially that.
2: Especially <but laughs> That's true. But I think, but here in the escape room world, there have been a few, for example, I know Scrap takes a lot of existing IP and brings it to the escape room world, but more in the large scale events. So they had Zelda, they had Attack on Titan, they had, uh, what's the other one that they've done? They've done a few
0: others. 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 I don't know.
2: (laughs) and
0: I'm missing something
2: <laughs> but what Yeah, I said
0: I'm like I, it's on the tip of my time. yeah
2: I know there there have been others and and I think they've been fine but they haven't been like amazing especially from the escape enthusiast perspective because it, it's been scrapped now their later games have been a little bit better but regardless so I know every time I see anything then I'm a bit wary because you know it it's meant more for appealing to the fans. So, sorry, we've just been talking about we. Uh, yeah, okay, <laughs> it's just been me. We've been talking about and being just like negative about this before. But, however, I would say that this sounds like a very exciting thing because because Time Run does have a good does have a good reputation and. How long has have has this then been, been in the works? By the way, since because I know since, it was announced since November 2016.
1: So it's been two years, like two, two, years. two two year project. Two years, yeah. Wow. So 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 we've had to, we've had time to do it right. You know what we, we, mm. we well that's the hope, and of course like you know the the game will be still a question of calibration and getting the game right once it's launched and all that kind of stuff, but hopefully the rest of it. You know the build, the environment, the sets, the details, the kind of the use of kind of the characters. Um, we've got that right, definitely. From you know, even now, without even having because we're we're about to launch testing phase now, kind of testing and previews. Mm-hmm. We you know we're now trying. We kind of think we've got the part that will satisfy the fans right, kind of now, and our next few things to get the kind of game players right. I mean time run games are very difficult they always have made difficult games uh that's just the kind of games that we want to make and we make games that you know do have genuine failures and kind of successes and different types of endings in that way so it's a kind of interesting one that we're trying to make something which both kind of does everything and also i shies away from i think the kind of brand slap thing of like you know i've got assassin's creed and they say i've got to make a game before christmas because i know that um mm. The escape hunt, um, like you know, the who have Doctor Who. Um, do you, you know about you know guys know about that,
2: right? I, yes, I know that they did a Doctor Who one. How was that? Did you do no, it? No, I don't it, know. Uh, did. They
1: they did a sort of short preview at, at um, Comic Con. I don't know much. I yes. don't know much about it. Um, but uh, that's launching sometime this year. They've got good game designers on it, so I can't. I I suspect it will be pretty good. Yeah, I, I think because they're more of a licensing kind of thing. They have like I'm sure they have lots more stringent conditions about when they have to launch and etc etc whereas ours kind of was more kind of partnership with the production company behind it you know the people who made the decisions were the people who created the show you know if, if we say um can we do this is this acceptable in the world we just ask them and they'll tell us it's not like we have these kind of barriers of PR and marketing kind of separating us all off. So I think what's helped us is that kind of proximity and that closeness and that real kind of sense of partnership and camaraderie between us. So I think I think that's probably what's held back a lot of IP-related companies before is that they don't get to deal with you know um, the 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 creative team behind the Legend of Zelda. They just say they just get someone say here are the characters you can use. Do the best thing you can with it. They don't get to kind mm. of carve out their you know
2: really really experiment and push forward with it. Yes, and I usually find, too, when it's an existing IP, normally it is created to market uh, an existing IP. And so the, the, the marketing is more important than the game. So it doesn't matter if the game sucks, as long as the fact that all of a sudden we are launching this new thing and everybody needs to know about it. And so just here, make an escape room game. I actually don't really care what it's like, as long as everybody knows it's out there, because escape rooms... Are the next cool thing. So the fact that you worked like for two years close with the creators is is really exciting. Now I don't know how if you have like an NDA and there are all sorts of things you're not allowed to say.
1: <laughs>
0: uh, Can you please give us a walkthrough of the game? That would be
2: I, great. I, when I'm, I I don't think I've signed it. I think I probably
1: was supposed to have signed an NDA. <laughs>
2: <laughs> but I don't think, oh, I, did think I did sign it, Andy. He can say anything. I mean, I could say anything,
1: but I won't, because I, was, I would hope you guys play it one day, and I don't want to spoil it for you. <laughs>
2: yes. you know, th- one day. Um, As- okay, here's my first question. How long is it allowed to be out there in existence? Uh, I mean, our, our lease is, I think, three years. Oh, okay, so we have Sweet. three years. <laughs> our, lease, our
1: lease on the venue. But I don't think there's a time limit on the game. I think, it, I think it, if we all think it's a good idea and keep, want to keep it going, I'm sure we can just carry on forever. Yeah. Oh, Awesome.
0: So I am curious on the creative side of things, like Time Run, for instance, you guys created your own world, your own games. What was the difference between working within that and then working within an already established world where uh, were you already a fan of Sherlock or did you uh, have to brush up on it to learn all of the different plots and characters?
1: Uh, so I'd seen, I think, two and a half series. I hadn't seen all of it. I wasn't entirely up to date, but I, I, liked the sh- I liked the show. I you know I did I did enjoy it and I think I uh, I think I especially liked the kind of because Stephen Moffat and Mark Gatiss are kind of comic like they're, they're comic writers as well as kind of, mm-hmm. you know, adventure writers. And I think what I really enjoyed was the how they utilize the kind of all the central characters of the show to kind of play off those two things to make it this kind of series of amazing set pieces with great jokes you know, they kind of like really made it feel like you're the center of adventure. And I think what they did with the kind of form of television in the UK by sort of making a series like four 90 90-minute films, <laughs> it was kind of just strange, actually, kind of quite unique in that way. And I really admired what they'd done. But I, it's never been something I'd really considered, you know, um, to be perfect for a live escape game until really the kind of opportunity came up and I was like, of course it is. It makes loads of sense. You know, Sherlock Holmes is the quintessential detective and what better one, the kind of the modern exciting kind of action adventure, Sherlock Holmes. And I think what's um, been interesting for us working um, within the constraints of an already established brand is that I think if it had been a, a different brand, it would have been much more difficult as I, as I think I, as I touched on earlier with this one, because we, we could be like, we this is the kind of story we think would fit this type of game. We should just get a yes or no quite quickly. We're like, yeah, no, how about this? You know, our first big meeting was a massive multi-hour long brainstorm about, we. you know, we came with like ideas for format and ideas for environment. And they were like, cool, here are the kind of things that you could fit that. And we were like, yeah, we, you know, that's, that's a really good idea. And, you know, they had loads of crazy ideas that kind of, you know, where where things from the show could take. But what's great is I think the the level of access that we have means that really we can fire any idea at them that we think would work and then they they can... <laughs> They can tell us yes or no, or run with it, and let's see where it goes. So I think the there the, the hasn't actually felt like there's been many constraints, because it's always felt like a conversation, if you get me. There's no person saying no, shutting that down. There's only people saying, how about this? I
2: think the interesting thing when it comes to this particular game, because there are a lot of Sherlock games out there. Not BBC Sherlock, but... Sherlock Holmes as Arthur Conan Doyle's Sherlock and there's a number of rooms out there and obviously the players there's it can be anywhere between what 4 to 10 of them depending on where you are but you don't play Sherlock you usually play and silly characters ah, I can't pronounce correctly you play uh other characters that either interact with Sherlock or are or just following him on a case because you're rabid fans. I'm not too sure. So I always find that a little bit... I wonder what kind of challenges does that bring. But I also understand that you can't say too much about it, you know? Like, how do you get the, the quintessential Sherlock scan from a phone in there? I don't know. That'd be really cool. But I don't think you can have the players get that.
1: Well, you're not actually playing as Sherlock, as Benedict Cumberbatch in this particular thing. Mm-hmm. You are... um I'm trying to think exactly what we said so far, so it's not gonna spoil it. So if you watch the trailer, um, which has um, which the one with uh, Microsoft terms in it, he says there've been sort of mm-hmm. series of alarming incidents across London, and Sherlock is missing in Sweden, I think, is the current thoughts, perhaps. Uh, and uh, we need bodies, members of the network, people to join the network of kind of agents to kind of bolster it and to solve various cases, you know, mysteries, etc. He says it a lot more eloquently than I just did then, but um, that, <laughs> that that... that But the idea is that there's sort of a vacuum in British intelligence and you as players are stepping into it. So you're kind of stepping into the vacuum left by Sherlock but obviously you can't be as clever as him. But there's an interesting structure there because in this world everything has got, you know, the standard puzzle methodology is you desire obstacle solution. You identify a puzzle, an obstacle occurs, which is the gameplay part of it, and a solution then presents itself when the obstacle is overcome and the puzzle is done. But When there's a a kind of a Sherlock element, Sherlock operates in kind of a much different way to a standard puzzle where he observes and then he deduces and then he solves. So that kind of a different three-stage process. And how do you kind of amalgamate the two? So players have to go through a standard puzzle-solving process, but Sherlock could have stepped in and just deduced it at any time. So these, Because that's how the world has to operate. Okay? And, you know, There's mechanics to the universe already. So these are the kind of interesting conundrums that present itself when kind of designing games in this world, because you've got to make things that make sense to all the
2: characters, not just the players themselves. Mm-hmm. And I'm hoping that eventually Mycroft or Sherlock will just belittle us because we're idiots.
0: I'm sure there'll be some belittling. They, they have to, right? I
1: mean, if there's not, I just... mean, I, I mean, I'm. It is not a spoiler to say there is significant belittling. <laughs> I mean, there has to be. I mean,
0: anybody who knows the series knows that it'll happen at some point. Uh, I, mean, yeah, be yeah,
1: yeah, is. I think no matter how well you do, I'm sure there is belittling. <laughs>
2: <laughs> the inter- it's, it's, it's interesting because even when you play. Sherlock board games right now like if you were to play Sherlock Holmes consulting detective it it's it's it operates in the same way where it's not like an escape room puzzle it's more along the lines that you take all this information and you and you need to make deductions from it to help you solve the case and so uh, solving a mystery is, as you said is completely different than solving an escape room puzzle cuz Usually, uh, you know, everything is pretty much there and they correlate to each other and you solve it. But so so I, I know that it's really interesting whenever you do any type of mystery game within the escape room world, it's not really solving a case. It's really just still solving a bunch of puzzles. So my question is to you is like, what is this going to, I mean, how well do you think you've amalgamated the two? Do you think there's a significant amount of, of case solving, or do you think that it was even a little bit difficult to bring into the I, I, th- I think the we brought it in. World. I think
1: we've, we've made a real effort to do that. Um, and I think um, because of the way that we make environments, um, we kind of make multiple different environments, it's possible to have different types of environments with different types of gameplay within it. So to kind of like, you know, just like the show, you know, it can have one scene which is just Sherlock putting it all together, one scene which is action adventure on a rooftop, you know, rooftop chase. I think, you know, we tried to think of it like individual scenes with individual beats and individual types and kind of genres within the show, and we kind of replicate those. So, and I think we've done some good case elements within that, Um, and we do very much focus on um, observation, logic, and deduction. It's a kind of key part of, you know, what network members supposedly are supposed to kind of know about and be able to understand and be able to piece together and they're the tools in their arsenal and uh to mention it so often without having an opportunity to actually use it would feel ridiculous so we've really tried to lean into it but not go not necessarily do any more than we think is necessary for fun and what makes the best experience you know we're trying to make the best True. experience possible, and just as like a little bit of belittling from Sherlockism is 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 adorable, but um, constant belittling from Sherlock would feel exhausting. And it's these things of like everything in moderation and everything in the appropriate manner. So I hope we've. Well, done he that.
2: is missing too, right? So I guess you can't really see him that much since you're trying to find him. But uh, I don't really know what the story is. So. Oh, you <laughs> well, see. That's why we have to
0: play it. <laughs> <laughs> Just keep asking more plot points for this game, for the actual game. This is what. This
2: yeah, is. I now. won't ask. I know I'm scared I'm, of what question to ask because I might accidentally be say, asking taboo questions. No, no, so no. You'll just fine. say uh, no. Th- can- I don't worry. I like. It, uh, I mean, there's no
1: real taboo questions. I just, I just won't tell you. if There's something that I think would jeopardize your ex- <laughs> would jeopardize your experience because I'm I kind of good would would like you guys to come. I would advise after March 2019 when the pound crashes. Um oh, after we leave ooh. the European Union. <laughs> so that's a good time, nice and cheap, <laughs> you know That's true. yeah, so um
0: <laughs> Silver lining to Brexit, there we go. The only
1: one, and it's not for us <laughs> <laughs>
0: I'm from Canada. Our dollar's not good anywhere, so
2: also what was very prominent in the show is using cell phones. So I wonder if there's going to be the use of cell phones within this game. just
0: keep asking for more details. <laughs> I, actually, actually,
2: actually, I could just tell you that. There's no, no,
1: no, Errol. People aren't going to use their phones in the game. They'll just... Well, no, no, no.
2: I'm not meaning their own phone, but, you know, you do... Uh, Sherlock does use his phone constantly to find things, to keep in contact with people. I was yeah, just Yeah, yeah,
0: Sherlock uses phones, but the players aren't playing Sherlock. No,
2: I know, but they still have to, you know fine
1: thing how how about this i'll 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 let you on the smallest spoiler in the world oh oh, yeah Yeah. there we are you see you didn't want it but you did i wasn't gonna tell you anything (laughs) i just wanted to see i just wanted to see whether you'd actually go there and you did want it you want to spoil yourself errol what kind of person are you naughty (laughs) naughty errol so easily walking into my little phone trap (laughs)
2: <laughs> it's true. And well, the thing is, you know, with my luck, I probably won't ever make it out to England. I'm oh, going to. Ever. <laughs> There's a lot of great games
1: in Europe. Yeah, yeah, there are. Just I just so played. Just played a, I just played a particularly great one in, in Prague, actually. Uh, called oh,
0: yeah, I saw your post on that. Yeah, it's absolutely... Like...
1: Mm, mm, it's great. So uh, if you can, I know you have a family, don't you, Errol? Yeah, I mean, you can just <laughs> abandon them and uh, forever, and just play games instead. In Europe, is, there are so many, oh. so many fantastic ones. Did you get to play many, Amanda, when you were around in the? In the-
0: uh, I managed to get around to about eight or so during the course of the week. That's not. So. That's not enough. I know it's not enough. Everybody was running off everywhere, and and I, I decided to actually. It was my first. It was like my first big trip, in like. Ever well, like ten years, I guess. So I, I decided to actually explore the European cities I was in too, and you know I missed out on escapes <laughs> in the process.
1: Uh, what, what cities did you manage to get to? I uh, sorry, this is not escape room stuff, but this still. Oh, no,
0: no, no, no. I just like I, I decided to do touristy things in Amsterdam. Like that was. Did
1: you go to? Amsterdam? You know, Frank's I went house?
0: to. I did. It's really yes. good. I, I, it's so it's so hard to say that. Like, oh yeah, it's really good because you're like. Uh, uh it's It's weird to say about Anne Frank's house, but it is it's worth
1: it. yeah, yeah. I remember when I, I I went twice when I, I went once when I was sort of thirteen, and I loved it, and then I went once when I was eighteen, and I went with a load of my friends who didn't take it seriously at all, and I got really angry with them. I was like, this is really important. I remember shouting <laughs> sh- I remember shouting them was like a and they were like bah, 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 because they were seventeen, and uh, they thought yeah. they were cooler than everything in the world. Um, <sighs> yeah, you know, jerks. Yeah, yeah, I hope they all drown. <laughs> Uh, anyway, <laughs> let's get back to uh, maybe they let's the get back house. to the, the the escape room stuff, I guess.
2: <laughs> so you, t- let's get back to escape rooms. Yes, you are a designer, and you've been designing escape rooms for how long? But what got you started in doing escape rooms? The first escape room I played was, I think, in twenty twelve, um, maybe twenty eleven,
1: and it was uh, Hint Hunt. You know, the kind of the um, mm-hmm. the totally fine. Um a global chain that has seemingly like two games everywhere in the world James um, uh, <laughs> office and the Zen room they don't seem to change, and they're often full of things that are broken this t- uh, <laughs> this particular experience I thought was amazing <laughs> the first time I played it, and uh it'd been kind of in the back of my mind since then to to I'd love to do something like that, you know, love to and we um as a company we did a lot of kind of, um, like gamified immersive theater. We weren't very good. It was terrible stuff. Just, (laughs) it was, it was totally, totally rubbish. And, uh, so bad that we did one thing we did to someone said, you've ruined my life. And I was like that. I was like, I I kind of felt a bit proud. And we did one once where we did like, which was actually pretty good. It was about, and, uh, It was kind of, and the thing we did a lot was about time travel because we were like, we loved the idea of kind of creating other worlds from other times and you really step into this thing. And what happened is that we got the opportunity, you know, we met some people who also wanted to do an escape room and they were like, we want to put some money behind it. And we were like, well, we've always needed time travel. How about a time travel escape room? And this is kind of what we want to do. And they were like, cool, let's do it. And that's just kind of how it just evolved from there. It was nice to stop doing things which, you know, made people really upset. <laughs> so I, So what
0: so what so what changed? You have a theater
1: theater background this is right Yeah I do Yeah well, I went to I did a masters in uh, uh narratology and uh, script structure um at uh, Central School of Speech and Drama in London so I kind of it's a theater background but it's more like from a kind of um writing and kind of story
2: and narrative construction point of view more than anything And you tried to gamify Immersive theater, as you said. So, getting back to Manpan's question, what did you do that changed?
0: Oh, yeah. So, what, yeah, I was just more curious. Like, what, so you did terrible gamified immersive <laughs> theater, uh, and then suddenly you make one of the most popular, best escape rooms ever. So, what, what did, how, what lessons did you learn in between that time, or what changed for you guys to kind of, um, you know, bridge that gap.
1: Well, I think it's more—it's more like you—you—you you, you know, what's the what's the um, there's a there's an adage about it takes a lot a certain amount of hours to be good at anything, and oh, and, yes. and like we 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 were we we made a lot of things that were good and were bad and some things which are really quite bad, um, but we'd learned so much from it, and then when this experience came, we were like, oh great, we know what we know what to do. You know, it wasn't like we came. Although time run was new, it felt like we already learned so much. You know, before that, it was like we'd had opportunities making really bad time runs that ruined people's life for a while. <laughs> um, and also, we, we're like we're, we're totally we are like totally willing to to we're totally willing to, to fail. fail. Yeah, we're totally as, yeah. A, as a company we're totally willing to fail. We're totally willing to try stuff. And I think that so you're like the Groundhog
2: Day of escape rooms.
1: Yeah, like ob- yeah, I mean, I have. I mean, Grand Dog is a great film, so I'll, both, I'll kind of uh, what I'll do is I'll take that as kind of a meta compliment and also a compliment at the same time. <laughs> uh, it's true. Uh, <laughs> Um, yes but it is uh, and I think that uh, we proved that with our second game the social chain which is which is quite controversial in some way. Um, some people some people really have very polarizing games. Some people really love it like uh, Ken Ferguson prefers it to Lance Longness our first game and uh, Chris Latner of the Room Berlin thinks it's you know loves it thinks it's you know one of his favorite games etc etc. But some people really didn't like it because it a massive deviation format from the standard escape room. But we we realized that we had a game that people really liked and we're like look we can afford afford to try something different because people have got to in order to kind of push things on and the celestial chain format is still kind of a real kind of interesting thing a kind of interesting curio in escape rooms no one else has no one else in the escape room industry really tries to do that much with the format they kind of mostly is still roughly speaking the same rules you know standard linear kind of linear objective six, you know a certain amount of time slot binary one loss that's it you know, there's, there's very little that people try within that and we really want to have a go at it. And I think that's because of our past of succeeding and failing other stuff. And I think that's what's been fun about Sherlock is we're totally willing to try things new with it even though it's, you know, what we really should do if we're being really sensible is just make a really standard escape room with this exciting brand. But we're like, no, we still got to try things new and learn stuff from it because otherwise what's the point? And I think that's that's the kind of the journey we've been on is we're just like, we we'll always want to try things new. never stay, never, never be conservative.
0: I know it's, it's a tough line to toe for some owners, like, you know, in the end, there's still a business, and it, it's tough to say, because I, I agree with you, yes, innovation is absolutely necessary in this industry, but I, I think some owners are scared about the fact that, yes, it could lose them business and it could lose them their money in the process. Yeah, it could. I mean, yeah. <laughs> I, I just, it's like, yeah, It's I guess it's just about pushing through that fear and I'm, trying it anyway. But
1: I mean, if the, the the big corporations, the big companies, the companies succeed are always trying to innovate anyway, you know? Um, and there is a lot of innovation happening in the industry, but it's mostly in terms of, you know, inward looking, making the sets better, making the technology better, et cetera, yes, et cetera. It's not looking I agree. outwardly at the structure of the experience as a whole and saying... What is this format? What is an escape game? And how can we make something? We, and obviously, it's possible to innovate and make more money. It's possible to just make something that is like better. A form there, is a, there, there, there must be a better format than the standard escape room out there. But we're all stuck on this one. I think
2: it's exciting now because we are starting to see that. We are starting. We, you are correct. People are still in the, how can I make the sets better? How can I make the... Uh, the props better. How can I automate it so I don't have to pay GMs? Th- those are still quite up there in regards to, you know, people being focused and priorities. But many rooms now are trying to play with the structure and play with the game itself. I, I have made the statement before about Toronto hmm. where we we don't... I would say that we don't exactly have the best games in Ontario or in Canada, I'm not comparing it to the world because we don't have the best games in the world. But, <laughs> nope, nope. <laughs> but in Canada, but we do have a bunch of companies that are always willing to try different and new things. And that's what's made it exciting for us here in Toronto as well. So, and I have appreciated, even if it fails, I have appreciated the fact that people are trying to expand the genre of escape room. Mm,
1: I, I, well... We've got a like it's it's still. I mean, also at the same time, no one really has to. It's still a really young industry. There's still loads yes. to be done within that. I think that uh, I just I just I'm impatient. I'm impatient to see what's next. <laughs> you know, <laughs> too.
0: like maybe if the enthusiasts community grows more maybe if people become more crazy about escape rooms companies will have to innovate more because they'll have to think of new ways to bring audiences in but uh, I do I do think we're in kind of yeah.
1: interestingly in, in kind of second wave enthusiasts now I think that you've got you know kind of people like uh, you and kind of Ken Ferguson um, uh, Toby um, kind of uh, rich Bragg all these things people kind of first wave enthusiasts people who kind of seek out cool things to do in kind of games are interested from the kind of as a fun, exciting thing to do, who look to do new things, I think we're in the second wave where it's coming closer to hitting, hitting kind of the mainstream now. And I'm kind of interested to see. I have kind of been quietly watching it on the enthusiast group, especially in the UK ones, that you're getting people who are kind of who've only done three or four games, saying, "I love escape rooms. I'm an escape room enthusiast now," because you know they're you know that's they don't have that kind of high kind of gateway thresholds what they think an immersion and hobby should be which kind of people like us more do you know i for example i would i've played a hundred and a hundred and something games and i'm like i wouldn't consider myself an enthusiast i'm like i haven't played nearly enough games yeah i must be in the point zero zero one but you hang
0: out you hang out with like sarah and stuff so that's like impossible to compare to
1: (laughs) That's, that's true. I mean, you've not met... Have you spoken to Sarah Errol on, on this podcast?
2: We have interviewed them because when they reached their 1,000th game, then we had them on. Of course, they were at a 1,020 1, 020 at that point in time. But. Yeah. Right, of course, you left them alone for a few hours. I mean, yeah. <laughs> anyway, I was foolish well, of you.
1: <laughs> <laughs> if you leave them unattended, Sarah and Shane will play games. <laughs>
2: They'll spit out another 20 in a couple of hours. You're right. So it, it, but it was fun. And we had a great talk with them. Cause, and and uh, more information about the, about the industry in the UK, because it sounds like it's quite vibrant. And there's all sorts of fun things happening, like with Eric. and with. I
1: mean, Eric, Eric it, is an amazing conference. Because I went to Prague with um, Chris from The Room. Who have you had on this podcast? Now, that would be fun. Chris uh-huh, Lanner. Oh you, no, we haven't. You share Chris Ladder, on because Chris Ladder, Chris Lattner is is kind of less a man. He's just the force of nature. He's sort of <laughs> Chris. Chris was constructed by an ancient god and willed into being when a piece of paper was put inside the skull or something like that. There is it. And he was. To, um. Uh, he's just. He's something. He's incredible. He's the. He's the best person. He's so much fun and so interesting and so passionate about games and so supportive. You will never meet anyone more supportive about mm-hmm. other games and such an advocate for the industry and uh, he's just brilliant but also
2: he's so unafraid about calling people stupid which is also very fun <laughs> uh- <laughs> so there,
0: there you go errol <laughs> there's your drama
2: <laughs> you're you're in room. Well, i know because you know we're also north american so i don't know how you he would feel about us especially since i'm also j- very vocal you know so i've <laughs> only had actually one Argument with Chris Latner on the Facebook Enthusiast group. That was that was fun. But he
1: doesn't. But he doesn't remember. He won't remember it. He doesn't. It doesn't matter to him.
2: He's just. Oh yeah, no. I'm. I'm pretty sure I'm like low on the radar for him, so he wouldn't know who I was. But that's fine. <laughs> the interesting too, talking about escape room enthusiasts. One thing I wanted, I was hoping for, was for enthusiasts to start creating their own their own games as well. When we started doing our events. My hope was that other people would try to do events to try to expand the industry, but nobody did. That was very sad. <laughs>
1: well, why do you think that, Why do you
2: think that's happening? But, oh, I think because it's hard, for one thing. Mm. I would
0: argue that maybe... So that's
2: not true. Some people have. Yeah,
0: I would argue that... So, that's... for
2: example, the Puzzling Madness was really cool. Did we have them on? We had them on, right? We Balcony? have not had
0: them on oh, yet. Oh, we haven't
2: had them on. Anyway, Ooh. so somebody took the history of Canada, and they also did a downtown escape room... Uh, event and that was really cool but they didn't really run it for more than like 6 games and i don't know if they're going to run it again but i was really excited to see people pour their passion into an escape event of some type and i was hoping there'd be more of that and toronto seemed to be a great place to do that but at the same time it's not easy to do you know it's really hard to do so i don't blame them for uh, just deciding uh, no I could stay home and watch Netflix. And I think also that because
1: as like sets and stuff get more competitive and like builds get more expensive just it becomes so the the barrier for entry gets harder and harder and harder uh, just financially as well because a few years ago you could have you know plump, pumped 20,000 pounds in and made the best game in your little town or your big mm-hmm. town or your medium sized town you could make something really good now I mean, that's not guaranteed to be even the even the top five spent in your town on a game, you know. And if you're an enthusiast, no, you want to make the best thing.
2: Mm-hmm. However, I found like with large scale escape events, you didn't have to worry too much about tech because you had actors and you could do that, for example. So I know that Scrap used to do them, but they they don't do them as much anymore. I don't know. You don't probably you don't have Scrap in the UK. I did do play you? the Legend of know. Zelda
1: game, and I played it. Oh, okay. I played it with uh, Sarah sharon uh ken uh ken's wife so like Hazel. five
0: five minutes solve time I, uh, yeah, we, we got
1: the some. top time in the world for that game <laughs> and, uh, I don't and, 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 and they were like and the guy was like you've been here before haven't you and we were like and, we were, and i was just like i just I was just like i was just smiling because i was like i mean i've never because I, I and i'm you know i'm a seven out of ten player i'm not i'm not i'm not a bad player i'm just a, i'm simple i'm merely i'm merely good I'm not like, I'm better than average, you know?
2: Um, (laughs) Oh, my my skill in escape rooms, I've found this out is that I encompass everybody's weaknesses all in one person. It's amazing. Uh, that's, that's, that 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 uh, have you uh, always encompassed everyone's weakness all in one person? Yeah, yeah. Oh, I know.
1: It's, it's like I have. <laughs> no, I have no, 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 no.
0: You sit there and you solve it in your head, and then no, you no, let no. the little people solve it for themselves because then they won't feel left out.
1: No, no, no. Are you yeah. sure so that is- you don't? You need a Sherlock escape room game because. <laughs>
2: So what did you think of the Zelda game
1: uh, I think I I kind, I, I kind of enjoyed it I liked it most when like we got through a bit early and there were just two teens standing on a balcony being like uh oh, wow you're have you really done all these puzzles uh, by now to get okay uh come in come in our little tent it's <laughs> I mean it's there. I kind of had, I I kind of enjoyed it. I think I like I the puzzles on the the paper puzzles were quite nice. Some of the little um, the the tents um, looked um, robust and could withstand um, I guess sort of slight slight gales. So I guess useful in a kind of outdoorsy way. So uh, I kind of enjoyed that. The, the this is a huge company and it feels like something that was thrown together by somebody uh, yes. in about six hours. <laughs> <laughs> it's
0: okay. We we feel that way about scrap events.
1: I you, I, the, the large scale one. But but I, but yes. I didn't yeah. I didn't hate it. I actually no, I, no, I rather no. enjoyed it. I thought it was very well structured and well paced. I just thought it was I'm kind of amazed.
0: <laughs> yeah. No, I, I think that was much our experience as well. And uh, it wasn't unfun. It just Expecting more from such a big company. That's all.
1: And the guy on the stage being like, "Hey, you guys all love the Legend of Zelda, you know." And now, <laughs> here we're gonna play a video. And he was sort of really smooth, but he was this sort of. And then he was like, "Great, now you have this amount of time." And I felt that we were at. I couldn't tell whether we were at a cabaret at the beginning. It just felt <laughs> felt like someone's gonna jump on and dance, but to kind of I, I don't know, to a poners song or something, which would not be a particularly good dancers, it's quite
2: downbeat. <laughs> <laughs> no, and, and that, I mean, as you said, that, as Amanda said, we felt the same way, and so that's why we decided to, when we did our large-scale events, we thought, well, why don't we just make it a theatrical event instead, an escape room theater production, as opposed to we're going to sit... And and do puzzles at this table and watch people on stage <laughs> and watch videos. And nothing really connects other than it looks like it was thrown together, as you said, in six hours. So, do you do many of these think, puzzle events? Pardon? Do you do any of these puzzle events? Like your- Oh, we did... The Escape from the Bank from Scrap. Mm-hmm. That was one of their earlier ones. And then we just decided to never do it <laughs> ever again. Oh, wow. Yeah. That bad. The, the,
0: the Legend of Zelda one did come, and I am a big Legend of Zelda fan. Oh, did
2: you do it? I can't remember if no, you did it. No, I didn't it. Oh, do no. it. So,
0: but I, it was more like we knew what price we were paying and we knew what we would get for that price. So it was sort of like, mm. we have Puzzled Pint and we can do that for free.
2: Yeah. You, you have Puzzled Pint there too, don't you? Uh, I've, ne- I've never actually
1: been. Uh, Chris Dixon, does his wife his friends it or something? like
2: that oh yeah 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 of course and you can um so he does she does and so that's the way that we felt you know puzzle pint is like a two-hour event which is free and we can go order food and this large-scale scrap event is loosely based around (laughs) zelda (laughs) and we'd have to pay an exorbitant amount of money for it and we'd only get 60 minutes so it wasn't exactly a thing we were after the first one, we thought, no, I don't want to do this again. And I thought it was really, I thought that was neat because, you know, there'd be all of these, all these people, hint givers, standing around all in costume and I thought, oh, cool, maybe we can interact with them. No, no, they're just there to talk at you and tell you how to go faster, but you've already solved it. No, no, this is what you have to do. Yeah, I know, I solved that already. Could, could you leave us alone? <laughs> But then near the end, you know, when when things are getting more stressful, then they're all tight-lipped. <laughs> Don't say yeah. a thing. I mean, I, I thought they, they wore some really fetching hats. And
1: what I've learned is that Zelda's hat may look pretty good in the Ocarina of Time, but when you're wearing it on your head, it makes you look like you're wearing a toaster. <laughs> and it's not a good look.
0: Uh, moving along from, from bashing scrap, which we do love to do, but, you know should focus on other things. One of the things, I did watch your 2017 Up the Game talk on tools for immersion. And one of the things that uh, I found really interesting was when you talked about finding the emotional beats of an escape room and and integrating that into your flow. And so I guess my question is more, um, how... what, What kinds of things do you like your players to feel? Or like, what... What would be your ultimate goal? Because we know how to make players feel excited. Uh, do you ever have any other goals for like how to, you know, make them feel something else? I, that was a very poorly worded question. No, I I,
1: but... I, I, I think, I think this, this actually a little bit goes back to the format question, um, yeah. because the problem with the timed experience is that um, what, like, the it goes back to the why would you race against the clock, and there yeah. automatically the things that answer those. Kind, the kind of questions that that kind of question are things that make you your adrenaline pulse you know like uh you know heists or all these kind of things serial killers all the usual tropes and i think ultimately that currently there's the reason why there's a bias towards games that have emotional beats which are largely kind of action adventure style ones is because the format encourages that and it's the, you know imagine saying you have 60 minutes to feel sad about your divorce <laughs> i mean that just doesn't make any sense Where if you have 60 minutes to rescue the the egg from the from the cave of forgotten ants i don't know why they're forgotten (laughs) people just lost them um uh the, the cave of really recently remembered ants but um yeah it's it's I think that that's the question in the format. is like, I think that you could do a lot more if you had an experience which had no time limit or had um, the people could take their time according to how much they could digest things or experience things. And I think currently most, there is a, a relatively narrow dynamic range for the type of emotional beats and the type of emotions that people can feel in escape rooms. And I think the only ways you can really do that are by... Empathetically twinning those beats with um, character development um, of a character who develops alongside the main character who is you, the player, Um, because your emotional journey is because games are um, they're a sympathetic medium, not an empathetic medium. You know, you like you don't you know when when you're watching a film, you're feeling empathy with the characters, whereas in a game, you have to you have to feel and understand sequentially all the beats of the characters. Um, If you watch a cutscene, you don't care at all. You know, you have to kind of feel it as you go along. So I think, and uh, you could do much more if you do that. Or you have strong characters, and perhaps have a briefing that kind of develops that one. But I think it's a cha- it's a real challenge for the industry as a whole to develop, be you know, develop emotionally complex narratives. And I don't think many people have solved it so far. I've seen people who've said they've solved it. Yes. And uh, that's um, a lie. <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> no, I'd, I'd agree with you there. Every time I hear somebody say, I have done it. I have created a, a, an amazing storyline where you'll feel things. And usually I'm like, oh, uh, we'll see. And usually it's, no, you haven't. But I think try. it probably
2: depends on the person. It, would it be does very, depend on, yeah, it's very. It'd be very difficult to emotionally move me in the escape <laughs> room. See. Well, yeah, well, you just um, want yes. to
0: watch a Taiwanese commercial. Can you make the Taiwanese commercials of escape
1: rooms? <laughs> is <this> a question <laughs> you ask all your guests?
0: <laughs>
1: is this the standard room escape defense question?
0: Oh no, this was a rhetorical question.
1: Oh, I <laughs> so I, I because I have no reference for that. Um uh, <laughs> I I and uh, yeah, I, and uh I think going back to that is that you can make people feel a like you can make people feel a lot and you can you know, that's why in the enthusiasts survey, Discovery was so highly kind of valued because these are all action adventures you know about discovery and excitement and adventure that's what they
2: are like really and, mm-hmm. and it's the only thing that really excites our dead souls now just finding something new so oh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> wow
0: thanks cyril for bringing it down to that note
2: <laughs> i'm kidding we're just, how, did, you know... how did
1: your soul die
2: because <laughs> we just seen the same black light over were you beaten by your father
1: <laughs> or perhaps pa- the father, far- yeah, the father of escape
2: rooms. <laughs> yes, yeah, with with a malfunctioning lockout. safe yes, that's what it was. <laughs> oh my god, it was one attempt, and,
1: and it was, and it yeah. locked,
2: and you got it right. Yeah.
0: <laughs> Do you find that people are are more like when you're designing these like? experiences and everything and it is true like it is like a rising and falling of tension basically and do you find that being a designer and everything it's it's we're all pretty predictable people like for the most part do people go along with that or or is it are there outliers where people just totally go off on their own track and and completely go out of it
1: but isn't that that isn't that the challenge because the point is that you've got to make an adventure or an experience that everyone understands and feels the beats even if they don't even if they can't speak the language if i watch a if i watch a, a film in another language where i cannot speak it i can understand and feel it as i go along i can feel the movements of the story and your world and your lighting and your sounds and your door opening and the way that you know everything works should give you those feelings and make you understand oh at this point i'm supposed to be feeling this as it goes along so i think it's up to you to kind of telegraph how people should be feeling all the time um so i think if if people do go off and people do go off on their own but if people do go off on their own it's kind of a little bit your fault like as a designer and it's a failure of us and when we like I didn't understand it or I didn't really feel it or I, like it didn't move me. I'm like, well that's we failed in that way. I wonder how we can telegraph that more. For example, in Lance of Longness, our first game, there was a there was a kind of reveal at the at the end at the end of one of the spaces of like which pushed you into the second space. And we realized that in all that we, we made it quite a quite a cle- cleverly worded piece of thing that was quite nice, quite a nice piece of language and sounded really good. And I was like, it's better if it's if it's said plainly. Because the uh, because the emotional impact of the next beat is better, so it's that kind of thing of like being honest with yourself, killing your darlings, all the kind of usual things of just like being brutally honest about what the player experiences. I think it's a it's it's an interesting industry industry challenge Mm -hmm. uh, on the whole. I think I waffled. No,
2: No,
0: I I agree with that.
2: You agree with him waffling? Yeah, yeah. thanks. Thanks, thanks making me welcome. (laughs)
1: No
0: are both trolls, I don't
1: know She was so mean to me up the game, at all. I just need, that's why I'm here I'm here to just report her for abuse You don't know what the kind of thing she said to me This small, oh, kindly I demeaned can, to I Canadian, can... no, she's a bully That's what she is Oh,
2: I'm sorry <laughs> Nick, that you had to go through that I can
0: edit all of this we should have
2: or We should have warned you about the, how savage she can be And how savage Canadians can foreigners. be it's Just like, yeah, like yeah. brutal
1: <laughs> Just like Stephen Harper was with all those rainforests. Uh. Oh
0: God. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> no, that's no, I do, I do agree with you about uh, that. It is a challenge right now. Is is will the medium kind of go that way? Because you're right, that time constraint does. You know, limit right now. It limits as to what kind of experiences people can have because you do always have to have an excuse as to why people need to get out of a space in sixty minutes.
1: Mm. Yeah, and it's good and bad because it because it, it forces people to make things that are actually quite exciting, and that's why I think that's like God. I really hate Tripadvisor, um, but um, this is because, <laughs> but not beca- <laughs> but be- be- because Tripadvisor because people over and over again are just reviewing the format of escape rooms, which is a fundamentally good format. You know, um, that's why nearly every single game gets 5 million stars, best experience ever. It's because it's a fundamentally fun experience, format, because it makes you feel like you're the centre of your own adventure, which no one ever gets to do. But there must be another way to do something which is <laughs> more, doesn't it have to be deeper. Deeper isn't better, you know? Like a pretty, like a, a, pretty, yeah. like a a teen romance because it's about emotions isn't better than Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade, the best action adventure film ever made. Um, <laughs> so it's 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 not like it, but there must be I, 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 there must be a way to do something more interesting um, with the format, or to do something which is unusual with the format. But I don't have the answer, and I'm looking forward to someone who does. But I think the answer is involves a lot of money.
2: Yeah.
1: <laughs> and um. A long recoupment on investment.
2: <laughs> yeah, I think. Well, a lot of video games now are doing a good job of having the player connect with uh, an NPC. You know, even way back when you go back to Planetfall. You know, that's the, which is an old text game. There, there, there have been many areas where people have connected, and that's where those emotional beats come from when when you're able to establish that connection and i think as you said in 60 minutes that hard but if they can if they can do it or if you can do a longer one somehow build that connection then then it's doable whether or not but it's not that that's easy to do or anything like that it's just when you have puzzles to solve like i don't actually get scared in a scary escape room I get scared in haunted houses. Like I get scared all the time. They they frighten me. But my my brain can only handle one emotion at a time. What emotion
1: that's are you feeling cute. now? Is it
2: what what emotion I'm feeling right yeah, now? Yeah, yeah, I just want to know. Just see if you're feeling one yeah. one emotion at a time. Hunger. Hunger, okay. I usually. respect that. It is.
1: What, what time is it for that?
2: It's five o'clock. Oh. 5 D- usually I'm soon. either. So it's either happy, tired, or hungry. Those are usually. Yeah, but my... that's
0: you. You've already like. <laughs> I don't know, you have a weird amount of serotonin or something. <laughs>
2: yeah, no, 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 but I meant, oh, yeah, that that was just me. But I think yeah. when it comes to...
0: I, on the other hand, feel, <laughs> I still feel scared in a, in a
2: y- scary yes, escape yes, room. Yes, yes, in a scary escape room. Yeah. But I think, but because of that time limit, because there are puzzles, you yes. know, I think somebody once even said a, a good trick of not feeling super sad if you're at a funeral and you have to make a speech is do simple math in your head. So, you know, do one plus one. Try to like try to engage the left side of your brain. Or is that the right side? Oh, now I'm all confused. Left. So that you can so that you can be a bit more you know, shut down those emotions there. So
0: that's what I should be doing is shutting
2: well, I, I don't know if it's true or not, but you know, maybe <laughs> that, it works for me because no, it's because...
0: probably true. It's probably very true. <laughs> no, I've, i just... I've
2: completely lost the point I was trying to say. <laughs> oh, trying to trying to emotionally engage players, and and mm-hmm. you're right. I think it's really hard to do, and I I haven't really been emotionally engaged uh, with another character within an escape room yet, but mm-hmm. I'm I'm hoping to. That'd be kind of cool. I I don't know if a sixty minute Limit will allow for that. I don't know. What do you think?
0: Uh, I think that, uh, I think that it is possible because I've played, I've played video games. But you which... don't have a
2: sixty limit minute limit, do you? Okay.
0: <laughs> Hold on, sir. Uh, but I've played video games in which, in the first five minutes, I'm engaged with a character, or I've played, or I've. Movies are a whole different medium altogether, right? Yeah. But I, you know. There are movies in which, within five minutes, you know somebody's life story. Like, obviously, Up is the example that I'm going to use. Like, Pixar's Up.
2: But But. for Up, or for Last of Us, which you really get engaged in the first five minutes, Yeah. in all of these aspects, you don't have a time limit. It's true. Right? And so, that's that's the biggest problem, is because you have that time limit, you have to... Focus on what am I going to do? Be emotionally engaged or solve this puzzle next? We can't even listen to the intro video.
0: <laughs> no, you can't listen to the <laughs> no, intro no, no, video. No,
2: no, 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 <laughs> no the whole team can't listen to the intro video like when we did that last escape room it wasn't me that was solving everything oh no
0: it was Mike <laughs> Mike's like crashing around the room I'm trying
2: you keep blaming me for not listening to the intro no, video Mike's, I'm not Mike's pretty I'm bad. not even solving anything no I'm you're using... not doing
0: anything you're just like finding the couch to sit on yes, I Mike's like crashing around the room yelling instructions about what he's found and I'm trying to listen to the video and yes. then Ruby tells Mike to shut up because <laughs> we're trying to listen
2: and so, so yeah. that 60 minute time limit is is detrimental to being emotionally engaged? <laughs> yeah,
0: it's it's hard. It's hard.
2: Yeah, very strange very
0: hard. bird. Apper- strange bird apparently does it well. Uh, yeah,
1: I, and I know of ones that do it well as well, but I still think there's. I I, I still think everyone is fighting the format. I've met, like that's the thing. It's just not helping.
2: I think uh, one thing we wanted to do in our last game, we just made it three hours. Now oh, there yeah. wasn't any emotional connection that was to be made with anybody so that wasn't the main reason we just made it It, it did
0: let them know the world more. it, it did let them, them know the
2: world war and i just yeah. wanted everybody to win so that was actually a game we wanted everybody to win only because we had three acts and so we thought hey let's just let's just make it a three-hour event so maybe if you were to expand the time so people didn't feel yeah, rushed but we make
0: unsustainable models remember well,
2: i know i'm not talking about you know making money <laughs> i mean talking about trying to engage emotionally uh, ah, yeah. <laughs> you know, like like community theater. They don't make any money.
0: <laughs> well, yeah, that's like another thing.
2: <laughs> okay, we've tangent a lot.
0: Yeah, yeah, sorry. I'm sorry. I was, I was
1: enjoying listening, so that doesn't fun for me.
2: <laughs> so, getting back to Nick and Time Run, what are your? I, this is your Sherlock game is almost out. It will be out in fourteen days. Now, uh, hmm, yes,
1: <laughs> oh, this is, this been did we just bring down time. a brick
0: on your head? And <laughs> yeah,
1: oh god, tomorrow's gonna be a nightmare.
2: So, you're probably not thinking about future endeavors, but I'd like to. Um, my plan is to go to bed, yes, oh, understand, oh, like for, for maybe a month. <laughs> so, how long do you think? I, I would assume that there's going to be a lot of iterative and adaptive uh design. You know, maintenance going to happen. Uh, do you watch a lot of the games that are played of your games? So when Sherlock comes out, how involved will you be in in observing that, or do you hope to at least just take a like a director and just sleep for the next week? No, there's
1: there's a lot to do. There's a lot to do over those first few months. Um, I mean, depending on how how much I observe, I, I we think we've got great we've got great people, and they've been from time and so we've got them. We've had them for four years. And they know what works and what doesn't. And they're just like, here's the problem. I'm like, cool, I'll solve it. You know, so mm-hmm. I'll watch some games just to make sure there's nothing I don't like, etc., here mm-hmm. and there. But there's not the need because the prob- like the the problems become apparent quite quickly. And nice. then so we got to that once we got to that point, then the kind of finicky, really like, you know, once the structure as a whole is really good, then it's you know, perfecting it is kind of the final stage. Uh, so, but yeah. that but that will take probably I think three months. I think by February March, I think it should be firing all cylinders. Um, nice. And then it's a question of uh, what we do next, which is a, a question I can't answer at this point. Uh, do, oh, do I like, okay. do like in the sense of um, do we bring run back? Do we not bring run back? Do we start something new? Do we take Sherlock to another country? I mean, not that I don't know if we can. You know, like you mean like Canada? Uh, yeah. yeah now, uh, uh, <laughs> uh, what? How how many how many million people does Toronto have? <laughs> So many millions. No, it's not very many millions, is it, really? Billions. It's not very many millions. It, like It's
0: big for Canada. It's, it's like it's three million whole people. Three
1: million whole people. How many London has? Uh, some
2: okay. more. So the real question, times, I guess, times. people are, are probably really interested in, is like, how many celebrities did you get to meet? Oh. Uh,
1: um... I, I, I got to meet uh, the the uh, well, all of them really. That's cool. Yeah, so that's that, well, like, cool. but they're they're all really nice. So <laughs> that's it. That's the end of the story. Really. No
0: drama. No. No. Like, all, all, like all like super cool. Celebrity meltdowns. No, they were they cool. No. All,
1: all, all. Yeah, just good good, good people. <laughs> I really like them. They were really nice. Did you get a really chance nice. to
2: take photos with them though? You know, you know, take a lot of photos. I'm not and... that I'm not
1: that kind of person. I would feel embarrassed no. doing that. Uh, like I just want to come in. You know they've got stuff they need to record and get out. Really, like I'm like, here's some lines I want to see. Would you mind doing oh, it?
0: Ah. Almost like it's their job or
1: something. Yeah, I know. I know. that and they're super nice and professional. I think um, uh, the day the day with Martin Freeman was particularly fun. Uh, but uh, Benedict
2: Cumberbatch was really nice. So yeah, mm-hmm. everyone's been really nice. I think your next IP. I think you should do call the midwife. Um, Feral. Be- oh God. <laughs>
1: what? Yeah, but well, you're you 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 are like you have to deliver a baby in 60 minutes. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yes. Oh my God. Yes. I mean that's yeah, that's quite be- that's quite a luckily small pregnant like short like birth-giving true. situation. And then you might have a bunch of nuns like nattering at you.
0: Actually, I heard that, sorry, off the call the midwife thing. No, <laughs> we're not going any further down that track. I've decided. But while I was watching the Up the Game talk, uh, Nick, you did reveal that your favorite movie was Laputa. Yeah, it is. Oh, really? <laughs> I, <heard that. laughs> I
2: didn't know that. That's yeah. Oh, that's brilliant. Yeah, it was see, really fun because i going to go completely off topic. I can, now we've got Errol on uh, That's great. Yeah, that's my fa- that's my I got a chance film. to see. I got a chance to see Laputa on the big screen because I've, I've only ever seen it on a TV before. But they are Toronto was showing a Ghibli showcase, and Guillermo del Toro w- did a twenty minute talk before that because he's a huge Miyazaki fan. He just he like loves Miyazaki, and it's weird seeing a celebrity just like fanboy over. Another celebrities, But it was really fun to watch. And it was just before the Castle in the Sky movie. And it was, it was brilliant. It was, I loved seeing it on the big screen. I so, love Lapidus So you
0: well. and Errol can create a <laughs> Laputa escape room. I would love to. I mean, I
2: mean <laughs>
1: uh, the idea of kind of recreating Forgotten an Ancient Worlds or kind of, you know, kind of, is, is kind of, that's the obvious thing I really like to do. It'd be really fun. Like making something
2: where you can kind of really explore and stuff like that. Uh, yes, yeah, one. no, I agree. That is actually the reason why we came up, like in our last one, I mean, not that you would know it, but in our train event, it was based on an ancient civilization. Mm-hmm. And so coming up with all of that, or coming up with the, I came up with a number system and different things like that. It's just, it's just a lot of fun to explore that ancient civilization thing. And, and I, uh, getting back to being wary, you know, some people would say, wouldn't you like to see somebody do a, a Laputa? Uh, Castle in the Sky escape room we're going well yes if it was done properly but I doubt it would be done properly because it was such a in that short amount of time you saw such a rich world now I think Nick could do it Mm -hmm. you would probably do it if you love the movie then you probably would not you would pull out all stops to make it brilliant where you know I can imagine.
1: Well, I, would like, I don't. But I, I, to be honest, I don't know after this if I would like to do an IP-based thing again. But um, yeah, I, like, <laughs> not, not <in> a bad <laughs> way. It's just it's 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 just I've maybe again at some point. But I don't necessarily want to do that next. Um, yes. Mm. But it, but if the right thing came along and it was really cool. Um, then be great, you know. Imagine making something with Ken Levine and being like doing a Bioshock or something or something like that. That's what I would do. Now that is (laughs) something I'd be really excited to do. Or, you know, um, but for the moment, I guess we'll see what's next really for Time Run. Who knows?
0: That's fun. Well, in the meantime, we are really looking forward to, to Sherlock coming out and to seeing what Time Run has done with it
2: we need a title for this episode you know like nick reveals all the spoilers in sherlock time run sherlock just call
0: thing. it just call it t- like yeah sherlock walkthrough and
2: mm. then we get all sorts of hits on this on this podcast yeah. Yeah.
0: <laughs> no <laughs> anyway uh, yeah we are kind of coming up against time here so <gasps> we're, i gotta
2: go yeah you oh. yeah sorry i have so to pick up my daughter the from Then i mentioned
0: laputa yeah why did
2: you
1: do that <laughs> All right. (laughs) Well, thanks so much for having me, guys.
0: Yes, thank you so much. So once again, that is Nick Morand of Time Run. And you can check out... uh, Where can they go to find out more about the Sherlock game or more about Time Run? Uh,
1: I mean, just just find out more about Sherlock. I mean, Time Run... Is sleeping so unless you want to watch somebody who's sleeping, pervert. Um, I would just go. <laughs> That's to, Amanda. I would just go. Just, you pegged her correctly. Uh, well, you know, you, the, the things she did in the Netherlands would just shock you, Errol. Oh I'm not going to say. I'm not going to say horrifying because I'm not, I just wouldn't say that. I wouldn't make such a true accusation against such an innocent person, You're seemingly
0: me way more exciting than I
1: actually am. So. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I, I mean, anyway, um, so uh, go to thegameisnow.com. the Thegameisnow.com. Yes. Tabity tap, so tap, tap. <laughs> tap, tap, tap. Yeah,
0: as we like, as Errol checks it out. Anyway, yes, thank you so much. And we'll hope to hear from you again sometime. In the meantime, get some sleep soon, hopefully. And uh, good luck with Sherlock.
2: Thanks very much. Bye-bye. Hey. thanks Nick
0: bye alright should I talk us out
2: yes you can talk us out
0: alright Room Escape Divas is brought to you by Inverse Genius you can go to inversegenius.com to find other fun podcasts just like this one you can also email us at roomescapedivas@gmail.com. at gmail.com we love getting questions or if About you were using
2: nasty you were in the Netherlands
0: or if you need to know where I was in the Netherlands <laughs> I was in the Netherlands exploring anyway uh, exploring. Twitter Ooh. hashtag R.E. Divas Errol's a fuckhead okay <laughs> <laughs>